ACAST. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, this is Alan Meyer for Sales is Easy Podcast. And I got an interesting message uh, about my after my uh, uh, podcast on a price objection. And the gentleman asks, uh, what a different way is how to handle it? I'm glad he asked this question because this is <laughs> looks like it's the most common uh, question that people have. And we struggle many times uh, to handle objections, uh, especially price objections from our customers. So thank you for listening. And uh, just to give a little introduction, Sales is Easy channel is a place where we dis- simplify and demystify the sales process and help you with learning the formula to overcome setbacks and handle objections better in a sales environment to make sales truly easy. So my name is Alan Meyer. I'm a sales expert. And in today's episode, we will cover five ways to handle price objection. So let's dive in. As I said, many sales reps struggle with objections from their customers. And one of the most common is the fair phrase or comment. I have no money right now or I cannot afford it. And at this point, many salespeople give up and tell the customers to call when they have the money, which is usually probably never. The old joke is how do you know when salesperson is not successful? His or her kids are very skinny, right? So if you wait for customers to call you back when they have money, it's never going to happen. So don't fall into that trap. When customers say they don't have money, you have to really understand what is a true objection here. Now, there are few time-proven methods that salespeople can use to overcome this price objection. I prepared today five different ways how to handle it. So let's start with number one. Stop the objection from coming up in the first place. If salesperson asks the right questions, shows passion, appeals to the client's emotional side of the deal and to their hot buttons, what is really important to your customers. And if salesperson demonstrated product knowledge and create some kind of engagement and excitement even, well, guess what's going to happen? Lack of money will not be a deal killer. They'll find the money. They'll find a way how to finance the deal. Very rarely, money stands in the way of people who really want to do something. But I have to emphasize this. We salespeople, we need to really ask the right questions to probe, to dig deeper, to give them insights, to understand that the situation is not good as it seems like, and to show the passion that you really want to help them. I firmly believe that 
salespeople job description should say helping others reach their goals. But how can you help them if, do, if you don't know what the problems, what the issues they have, right? So it's up to salespeople to demonstrate the product knowledge, to be an expert, to put the ex expert frame to the conversation. And then when you create the dialogue with your customers, when the information flow and the money objection comes your way, it will not be a showstopper. It will not kill your deal. You can work with them to find the money, to understand the budgeting process, if it's a more complex environment, to find the financing, to find the delays when they need to pay certain things, etc., etc., etc. But if you have a good communication, if you build rapport, if you are there and you understand the personal goals, what they want to accomplish, what's in it for them as well, and what's important to them, their hot buttons and the buying criteria, then you know, the objection will not come up or they will mention, but it's not going to be, they will not put all the energy into negotiating and, and hustling you and getting a 2% discount or something like that. Next way to handle price objection is framing the price in relative terms. I have to repeat myself, I know, but uh, many salespeople are not successful by in doing that. First, of course, you need to research the market. You need to know where the competition is currently, what they're, how much they are charging. Of course, maybe you don't know specific details of it, but you have a ballpark pricing. And if the price your competitors charge is higher, of course, then you can contrast. You know, other people, other companies are selling by so much. But if the cost, if the, the cost is lower, then put the emphasis put the emphasis and put all your energy into developing a unique selling proposition of your product or service. You need to work on your value, bring the value to the table, bring much, much more value than they would expect. And then you earn the right to quote a little higher price than your product or service sells for. And then you can actually go roll it back and you can even give them some discount if you have this opportunity. But uh, the idea here is, you have to frame the price in relative terms. Like you're comparing to whom? If they say you guys are expensive, comparing to whom? Don't just say, no, we're not. What's going to happen? What's usually happening? I witnessed this many times. Salespeople, they actually go into defensive mode. When customers say something, you guys are expensive. No, no, you know, like when you compare this, when you do that, like they start defending. They start selling and they do this by defending it. First, your starting point should be to ask question, especially in the price objection uh, discussion. When the customers say, you guys are expensive, comparing to who? You can use the softness. Uh, oh, thank you for sharing. Like, I'm just wondering, could you help me understand, you know, with whom do you compare us? Uh, what are you comparing? You, if they don't give you that, then they just want to push you on price. That's fine. But at least you know, uh, you understand what class of people you have in front of you. In previous podcasts on this topic, I said there are three classes of people, people who want to buy cheap, people who want to negotiate and, and, and talk about price only, and people who believe that everything is expensive. Everything, <laughs> your product is always expensive. So you need to make sure that you know with whom you're dealing, what kind of class of people you're dealing with. But think in that terms. If they uh, tell you that, uh, you know, you guys are too expensive or it costs too much, did you compare? With whom you compare? How did you compare? What do you know? Like, ask a million questions. But it's up to salespeople to probe, to really understand the full scope of customers' understanding of a situation. I mean, customers will always tell you, if you offer something for 10, they will say, I can get it for five. Where? I, I can buy three of them, right? And then sell it for eight or nine or 10. But very often in a business-to-business -business world, that's not the case. 
they just try to play you on the price. So just make sure that you frame the price in relative terms. Next point is drive home the cost of not buying. That's a tricky one. And the really salespeople use this properly. This means you need to educate your client on the benefit, of course, of your product or service and all the rewards they will reap by buying now. You talk about the value, you talk about how much money they get in return, ROIs, all the usual spiel that salespeople do. But also, now you need to actually put the seed in their mind saying, if you delay, if you don't buy, what's the cost of not solving this problem? I had a customer who had a big network issue and the salesperson I was with, uh, he said like, uh, okay, you guys have this uh, outside attacks and network was being been attacked and you know, you were struggling with that. What if you don't invest into technology that can protect you from that automatically? And if you don't invest in the next 30, 60, 90 days, how much is going to cost you in a man effort, in time of people who's going to work on that and, and in protecting it, like updating it, all the monitoring it, all the cost of human factor here. And the guy look at it like, oh, we never calculated that. Well, start calculating. If you need three extra guys to, to work on this, to constantly monitor network and this and that, they cost X amount of dollars per month. Well, guess what? It costs you money. So if you delay your decision, if you don't buy product from me, here is what's going to happen. You have to pour, put fear in customers' mind. Don't forget, fear sells as well. But it has to be realistic fear. It has to be related to the situation at hand. It's not generally, if you don't buy from us, you will be left behind by the market. That's not specific. You have to be more specific than that. And you have to really drill deeper underneath the surface and explain them. If you don't buy solution, here's how much it's going to cost. ROI of not buying. And you have to work on that. You have to prove it. Not many salespeople spend enough time to actually explain this to customers. There's the opportunity. Point number four, you need to know your client's deepest concerns. Explain how your product or service will solve them. So starting point is become familiar with the business and industry they are in. What keeps them awake at night? How can they gain a competitive edge? How can you offer your offer? How can your offer make their life easier? What's in it for them, basically? Once you answer these questions before you pick up the phone, before you meet for them for the first time, then you will know how to structure your presentation, how to structure your offering in a way that helps them solve the problems. I'm repeating this, guys, but the message here is we are in job of helping others reach their goals. Whatever goals is, I want to re resolve the problems. If they are totally away from mentality, they want to get away from pain and issues and worries and problems they have, I can help you with that. If they talk about you know, towards mentality, towards modality, towards goals, you know, our goal is to become number two in, in this region or number one or grow by 13% or in Q2, we want to grow by 3%. I can help you with that, right? But it's all about fully understanding where clients are. What are the concerns? What are the worries? What are the visions and missions they have for the company, for the project they're working on? And if you fulfill that, if you understand that in B2B sales environment, it's much easier. You can do this by researching on trigger, what the trigger events are, where to find them. And I'll have a podcast on that very soon. So pay attention, subscribe to Sales is Easy podcast. Shameless promotion, Alan. Don't do that, right? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But the thing is, Trigger events are events that might trigger the opportunity for you. What's happening within that this account? If it's a publicly traded company, you can find out financials and you see, oh guys, I just read that you you, you dropped uh, your revenue by 3% in the last quarter. What's happening? 
right? So you have an intelligent conversation with your customers and you start talking about how you help them, how you can help them to, to fight in their industry, uh, get a better competitive edge, advantage, make their life easier. You know, you don't need to, you know, you have one throat to choke. If something goes wrong, call us. We have technical support 24-7. We'll sort it for you. You don't need to hire. You don't need to invest into new people. We'll sort the problem for you. That's why companies have technical support, right? So just know your client's deepest concerns and then work on that and the price will be removed from the table next one is the fifth way to handle price objection remove the price from the conversation and qualify them again and this is my favorite way of handling price objection i hope you will find it you're, you're gonna like it send me your comments let me know what you think about this one so every time when they say, you know, it's not in our budget or, you know, we don't have money for it. We didn't plan it for this year. We didn't plan sales training now. We plan maybe in a Q3 or Q4, some kind of delays. My favorite question is, let's forget about the money for a second. And I'll do the hand movement. Like there's a pile of money on the table and I'm removing it and the money falls off the table. Let's forget about the investment for a second. Do you see your company benefiting from my service? from my training, from my product, from, do you see it? And what's going to happen is you're going to see some weird reactions. If they don't have weird reaction, then they will tell you, well, look, here's, you know, you know, we, don't, we think it's not the right time or this and that, or, or it's not our, you know, you know, it was not in our budget. We exhausted our budget. We don't have any money right now. Fine. You know how to handle it. But usually when the people start looking at each other and, they try to actually wiggle out of the conversation. Well, you know, actually, then you know, it's something beyond the price. They did not, they do not see the value in what am I proposing. They don't see the value in my proposal. If they don't see the value, everything is expensive. Everything is too much money. Everything costs too much. So it's all about removing the price. Forget about the money for a second, you know, and work on building the value like a, you know, maybe I didn't, you can blame yourself. Maybe I didn't explain this properly. Here's how we help companies. And in my sales training world, here's how we help companies to actually have much more appointments, much more qualified meetings uh, than they have. Here are the strategies, how we do it. Here is what other companies do with, with us, what we work, what we did for them and how we sorted out, how we improved and the proofs and ROIs. And you talk about the value, value, value. Then you can circle back and talk about money later. So try to understand if it's a value or is it a money. Now, to summarize this, uh, this uh, whole podcast, keep these five points in mind. mind. I'm going to repeat them quickly right now. First, stop the objection from coming up in the first place. Then frame the price in relative terms. Then drive home the cost of not buying from you, how much it costs if you don't buy. Then think about uh, what are the deepest concerns and how you can help them solve them. And last point was removing the price from the conversation and truly qualify them again. If you keep these points in mind, and remember, it's all about the client. It's not about you. Keep this. You will find the right way in the right situation. Uh, as Aristotle said many 3,000 years ago or more, appropriate emotion to appropriate situation for you this is appropriate answer to appropriate questions so, but you make sure that you fully understand which class the person belongs price class negotiator right or is it uh, uh, cheapest price or everything is too expensive and then when you do that 
if then you're gonna have a right way to approach the price objection and present your solution your value correctly and then you will be able to overcome many many price objections but you need to practice it and need to constantly evaluate your knowledge and your skill on this topic i hope this was helpful and please send me your comments which way you're currently using from these five or if you have a sixth or seventh way let me know i'll be more than happy to hear from you send me a message on linkedin reach out via email to me and ask me any questions about this i hope uh, i i triggered some ideas in your mind and different ways how you can handle the price objection in the future my name is Ale Meyer and this is Sales is Easy Podcast. Thank you for listening. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the rock podcast, Back to the Arena, the interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the interview. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.